The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. Final Brandon Tatum Show. I'm sorry to announce that it won't be every Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, nothing negative, man. I love KTAR. We had a wonderful road together. I just have uh, moved on to different ventures. But uh, hopefully I can circle back around and, and maybe we can have another show at another time. But this will be my last Brandon Tatum show um, as we know it today. And I just want to start out by saying thank you guys for all of your viewership, your sharing, downloading the podcast, the people who have called in to the show uh, before the COVID-19 outbreak situation happened. So I just want to start by saying thank you guys. I appreciate everybody who's listening. I know some of you guys are going to be sad. Some of you guys are probably happy I'm off the air, but <laughs> but uh, the show still continue. And so make sure y'all continue to watch or listen to KTAR, all of the wonderful shows that they have in the morning, um, Gatos and Chad in the afternoon, uh, main, the, the, the uh, drive time hour. So I, I appreciate it. But Let's get into some of these facts. Um, don't need to get too sentimental on this thing. So uh, let's talk about COVID-19. I mean, that's been a talk uh, every show since COVID came out. I started out with the COVID updates in the Valley. Uh, as of right now, or at least as of last Thursday, because we I get all my numbers in of, of the Thursday before the show, um, 87,425 cases of COVID-19, including 1,700 deaths have been recorded in the state of Arizona. And I'm going to keep saying this because I think it's, it's most relevant. We have 7 million people that live in the state of Arizona. There are 1,700 deaths. I just need you to, if you got a calculator, I need you to put that in the calculator and just do the math and realize that it's a very small fraction of individuals in our state that succumb to COVID-19. I would dare anybody that's listening to this to show me the numbers in 2018, how many people died from the flu. There were 80,000 people in the United States of America that died from the flu. It was almost a million people hospitalized. I want to know how many people died from the flu in Maricopa County in Arizona. Why, why didn't they have a ticker showing how many people were dying from the flu, from pneumonia? And now we got the thing going on with COVID-19. Let, let me just say this, and, and, and this is my last show, so I'm just going to put it all out there. I want people to understand this. We have been deceived. We have been lied to about COVID-19. We've been completely deceived. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I want you guys to understand. Let me just tell you how they are calculating their cases. And this was confirmed by many doctors that I've talked to and directors of hospitals. I can't give their names out, obviously, because they'll get in trouble. But let me tell you what they told me. A person can go and call on the phone and give their doctor symptoms and say, I think I have COVID-19. The doctor can confirm that that is a COVID-19 case. Then they may request them to come in and take an actual test. They take the test and they get confirmed with the test. Therefore, there are, that's two confirmed cases. And then if they want to follow up with the test and say, you know, let's take another test to make sure and ver verify that this is accurate, you know, the confidence rating of these tests, they take another test, the person tests positive. That's three positive tests on one person. And this has been going on in the Valley for I don't know how long. It's been going on all, all around the country. If you were to pass away today, they have given OME 
the office of a medical examiner, the latitude to diagnose you with as a COVID death and a COVID case if you die with symptoms that are similar to COVID. And I don't know if you guys have looked at the CDC website or looked at other websites that talk about symptoms of COVID-19. It's pretty much any symptom that you would get from any other illness. I mean, nausea is a symptom. Uh, loss of taste is a symptom. Headaches is a symptom. Dizziness is a symptom. A fever is a symptom. I mean, you can go down the list. Body aches, soreness, tiredness, fatigue. Those are all symptoms. And those are all symptoms of all kind of other diseases that you can think about. But if you have those, they will diagnose you with COVID-19. Maricopa County has about 4 million people that live in Maricopa County or more. We have 54,000 cases. 54,000 cases, not deaths, cases. And we have our governor, and I saw him the other day at the Trump rally, and I almost yelled at his face, but I said, you know what? I don't want no problems. We're in the church. We're in the house of God at a Trump rally. I'm not going to get on this case. But we have Doug Ducey falling for the BS. And now Doug Ducey is, has now ordered that we shut down all gyms, bars, nightclubs, water parks for 30 days. Now, this is the part that bothers me. At what point did people not think that numbers were going to go up when we reopened our state? And not only did we reopen the state, we allowed people to fly in from other states to come here and celebrate because everybody else was shut down. Just about everybody else was shut down. There were probably hundreds of thousands of people that came from California to visit Arizona. I, I, I went to a restaurant that same day um, during Memorial Day weekend and the people at the restaurant said, man, we we're having an influx of clients, you know, pretty much clientele, people coming into the store. And most of them are from out of state. That's what that's what a one of one of the business owners from a, a restaurant. I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant that's uh, near Fashion Square Mall. You're going to get it. Can you name somebody that lives right now in in America that have not had the flu? And I'm not counting little babies. I'm talking about any adult, 18 and over, that haven't gotten a flu at least once in their lifetime. Well, the same thing is going to happen from another flu strand like COVID-19. There will probably be a COVID-20. You're going to get it at some point. You can't hide in the shadows forever. You're going to get COVID-19 at some point in your life. Whether it's this season, next season, or next year, you're going to get COVID-19. Are you going to get another form of a flu that can kill you? So what do we want to do as a nation? We should be proactively focusing on getting people in a position to have a boosted immune system, getting people in a position to have proper nutrition, to get them postured up so they don't get sick from anything. Because before COVID-19, ladies and gentlemen, they don't care how you died. I'm, they didn't care. They don't care if you get STDs and die. They don't care if you get if you eat at McDonald's every day and die because you have such a poor diet, all that sugar, all that fake processed food. You are obese, walking around here 300 pounds more than you should be, and you die from a heart attack. Our country didn't care about you. When did they care? Not one time. They should shut. They should shut McDonald's down on the weekend. Now I'm being facetious because I, I believe in capitalism and I think you're a grown enough person that if you don't want to eat somewhere because it's bad for your health, then you should be able to make that decision as an adult. The government shouldn't have to make that decision for you. But I will say this. I'm very disappointed in Doug Ducey. 
I'm tremendously disappointed in the mayor of Tucson, who's a complete hack, in my personal opinion. And I and I'm gonna make a video about how she was she wants to allow the proliferation of Black Lives Matter being advertised all over the city, but don't want to support Blue Line Blue Lives Matter or a Blue Line on the police station supporting law enforcement. Complete hack. But that's that's another story. I got about a minute and a half left. If that shout out to Mountainside Fitness for suing Doug Ducey and suing the state for unduly dysfunction that they've caused. For these major gyms. Listen, I'm going to say this in my in my time left. If you feel like you're sick or you feel like you don't want to get sick, stay at home. But for everybody that has already had COVID or do not care about getting sick because they know they're not going to end up in the ICU. What are the chances? Ninety nine percent of people recovered from COVID-19 in the country. You're not going to end up in ICU. You're going to be down for a little bit. You're going to be hurting a little bit, but you're not going to end up on your deathbed. So if you're scared, you're afraid, stay your butt at home. If you have uh, pre-existing conditions, you stay at home if you feel if you feel that's necessary. But for everybody else in the world, let us live our life. You're not monitoring who we sleep with every night. You're not monitoring what other what we eat every day. But somehow you're going to monitor whether or not we want to take a chance of getting a flu. Come on, man. I don't know what else to tell these people, man. But I think we need to start using our brains. Listen, do your research, find these things out for yourself, because the government ain't going to tell you the truth. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show, uh, hold the phone. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. If you missed the first segment, this is my last show. Uh, I know everybody that's listening is sad. Probably want to cry. No, but it's nothing bad. I love KTR. You probably still hear me on Chad and Gatos when I uh, jump in there and make some commentary. But you can still follow me on my social media platforms at DR Tatum. DR Tatum, I'm on Parlor. I'm on YouTube. YouTube almost got a million views, a million subscribers. So you might want to check the YouTube out. But let's talk about the Chop Zone. Chaz, Chop that these people decided to posture up in Seattle. They finally demolished the place and took it down. And I think they arrested about 60 people after letting this go on for over for, I think around two weeks. I mean, this is a disgrace for the city of Seattle. Listen, think about this for a minute. Why isn't the Seattle politicians held accountable for this? They let this quote unquote autonomous zone go on for two weeks resulted in the death of, I think, two people, resulted in multiple shootings, arson, rape, assault, property damage, drug usage. You can go down the list of the crimes that were committed in this autonomous zone. Not only were crimes committed that I mentioned, but let's talk about the commandeering, a commandeering or taking over of a police station. Just imagine this for a minute. If B. Tatum was mad at the Tucson Police Station, Tucson Police Department, because I feel like they had wronged the citizens of Tucson, and I take my black behind in there, and I decide I'm going to commandeer a a police station. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to get shot. But if I just successfully commandeered a police station and lived in it for two weeks, what do you think will happen to me? 
Just imagine, what do you think will happen to me? Just say that I, I snuck in overnight, got in there, barricaded the doors, invited a bunch of my friends in there. We took guns, took up arms, and made sure police couldn't come in there, uh, which was probably impossible because police stations run 24 hours a day. But just say that we were able to get a shift and put them at gunpoint and make them run out of there and, and flee. What do you think going to happen to Brandon Tatum? I'm probably going to either get killed or I'm going to do the rest of my life in prison. What do you think is going to happen to these people at the chop zone? Nothing. They're arresting 60 people. Let's see if they get charged. And with what charges? The chop zone had a police, their own little patrol, police patrol. Their police patrol didn't stop. No crimes. And they end up killing somebody. The 16-year-old, it was two. It was a 16 and a 14-year-old boy. I think they were, you know, there's video of them doing donuts in a in the grass part in the chat zone. Somehow they end up running up to a barricade and they were shot. The 16-year-old died. The 14-year-old, I, I believe, is still in critical condition. Now, you explain to me how their police force have committed more police brutality against black people than Seattle PD. I, I, you can go down and look. I bet Seattle haven't killed unarmed black people. They probably haven't shot as many as the individuals in Chaz have or Chaz or Chop. But that they should be ashamed of themselves. And then the mayor, after they people have protested at her house, the mayor want to shut the whole thing down. That's where it all started, ladies and gentlemen. You can get killed. You can get raped. They can take over a city, mess up your business, loot your business, where you have to sue the mayor. But when you come to the mayor's house, oh, my God, it's over. She's going to sign an executive order, use executive privilege and power to shut down a chop zone using the police. But told the police to stand down for the two weeks while people were dealing with um, crazy amounts of crime and total inconvenience of businesses that were located in the six blocks of the chop zone. Let me see. I'm going to see what the mayor said. The executive order was declared that gathering in an area would be constituted. Uh, unlawful assembly required immediate action from the city agencies, including the police department. Seattle Black uh, Collective Voice Organization or the organizer, um, claimed that the remaining population of the zone consists mostly of a few activists and homeless people. I wish that they would go to jail, though. What I will say is that this is unacceptable. If I can, if I can sum it up in any way, form, or fashion, it's unacceptable. This is just a F you to the police department. This is not any, they don't have any rational way of communicating how we're going to allocate these funds and what useful principles or what, um, you know, what, what, what work do you have that shows that what you are implementing is going to work? We have already seen that the police department is effective. One person gets killed unjustifiably by the police department don't mean you shut down the millions of interactions that go on on a day-to-day -day basis that are positive and that do not lead in the death of anybody. But you want to divert a billion dollars to put them where? Oh, oh, funnel money into organizations that you run? that claim that they're going to do what they're going to do charity and they don't, they don't do anything. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I think if people really had the ability to make a difference, they could have done it already. You have 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, I don't know, millions of people um, that are protesting around the country for police reform, but these cities could have already done their own police reform. Federal police reform is irrelevant at this point. When you can do it on a municipal level, any police department can ban chokeholds. How, how, how is that something you got to wait for the president to do? 
You can ban a chokehold in your city today. See, we spend hundreds of millions of dollars on storing body-worn camera footage, which people probably don't know that's how much it costs. Storing body-worn camera footage, you can create your own database too. Use some of that money to create your own database and stop sending these police officers to transphobia training. That's a, wa that's a waste of money. That is a waste of money to have your, because we took it when I was in the Tucson Police Department. They made us watch an hour-long video about how not to be mean to trans people. I mean, it's, it's the stupidest thing in, in the world. It's common knowledge that you shouldn't be mean to anybody. You shouldn't be disrespectful to anybody. I don't care if you're trans, if you're gay, if you think questioning, whatever you want to call it, if you're straight, if you're a Christian, you're a Muslim. That's, that's a general class. Treat people with respect. You don't need a special class for trans people. I, when I was a police officer, I don't think I ever saw a trans person as a police officer. I think maybe I saw one or two. Out of the millions of interactions I had, I've never arrested a trans person. So out of the hundreds of arrests that I've made, out of the thousands of case reports I've written, I don't think I've ever written a case report or arrested a trans person. But we had to watch a 45-minute video, uninterrupted, while on duty, to talk about how you should treat trans people. That is a waste of training. That's almost like saying, this is how you should treat black people. That what? So we should treat black people different than white people. We should treat trans people different than straight people. We should treat women different than men. Come on, man. Nah, you it's equal across the board. You do that training and do some continual training throughout the year. And if you can't trust your officers to have basic respectful principles, then don't hire them. Don't hire some of these officers. You can't trust them. Fire them if you can't trust them. I, I don't I don't get how we get we to this point where it's just so anti-police. And I know I'm getting off subject. Um, but I, I'm just I'm fed up and I got a minute left. I'm fed up with the anti-police rhetoric. I'm fed up with people just lying about police and supporting all these fabricated fake organizations. I could say this, and I will say this if it wasn't even my last day. Black Lives Matter is a fraudulent organization. There may be a few people that are acting in good faith, but the all you got to do, I'm going to challenge you, and I may continue in the next segment. All you got to do is do any research on what Black Lives Matter stand for. And in their mission statement should say it all. And you should be ashamed if you follow an organization that has a mission statement that's listed on Black Lives Matter website. I'll get into it in the next segment. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show, the final show. Make sure you hold the phone. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. This is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show, the last Brandon Tatum Show um, at the time. Nothing wrong, nothing, nothing crazy happened with KTR. I just have moved on to, to different things. Um, but I love KTR. I think it's a wonderful radio station. It gave me a great opportunity. Uh, shout out to my boy Brandon King for producing the show. I want y'all to give him a round of applause. Make sure you don't take your hand off the steering wheel and crash into nothing. But if you can, uh, give him a round of applause. Man, he did a tremendous job. Uh, I know that it's tough. I'm, I'm pretty tough to work with. 
not because I'm mean or nothing, but because, man, I got so much going on <laughs> and I forget stuff. Um, I need to change schedules. Uh, so shout out to Brandon, man, for for supporting me through this. And thank you all for watching or listening. I'll say watching. But uh, but let's get into these stories, man. I want to jump back on what I was speaking about in the first segment where we were talking about the defunding of the police department. And so in the in the, uh, the segment right before this one, I think I had mentioned I was a little confused on when the bill was was, was actually introduced and voted on. Um, it was already voted on. They've shifted a billion dollars from the police six billion dollar budget um, to focus more on my minority communities and all of the stuff that they've been claiming that they've been doing something with all this time. But let's talk about this for a minute. They're going to divert a billion dollars from the from the police fund to go to the inner cities. Now, explain to me what the city have been doing for the last hundred years. Can somebody can somebody just explain to me? So all of a sudden you're going to divert a billion dollars and all of a sudden a miracle worker is going to come through and just change everything with money. You cannot change a city with money alone. Think about this for a minute. It, this is a concept I heard a Christian rapper say, and I thought it was brilliant. If you think you broke poor, you're going to think you broke rich. If you got a bad attitude poor, you're going to have a bad attitude rich. And the same thing happened with these cities. If the cities are having an influx and in murderous crimes and behaviors, they're going to be murderous criminals just taking over the city with broke or rich. Same thing with the police department. If the police department is bad, just throwing money at the police department ain't going to make it any better. It's culture. It's, it's behaviors that have to be unlearned. It's things that have to be taught. You're not going to. Unless you're going to give dope, dope boys and drug dealers and gangbangers money, you're going to just put it in their pocket and say, hey, slow down on the gangbanging. Well, I'm going to give you a half a million dollars for you to, to hang out and, and chill all day so you're not killing people. And you got to give that to probably, I don't know, a couple thousand people. Like, what do they think is going to happen? If you build, this is, this is how stupid cities are. And I've seen this happen time and time again. They're going to take a billion dollars and they're going to build a youth center for I don't know, $500 million youth center in the middle of New York City. And, and, and what they're going to do is the, the kids that live in that city, they ain't got no home training, no daddy at home. They're going to tear that thing up in five years. And what are they going to do? They say, oh, we, we need to just uh, keep dumping money. They're going to keep dumping money into a, into a hole. And let me tell you this. I bet you a million dollars that they send some of this money to activist groups which we all know that only a portion of your donations to many of these organizations go to the actual cause. Most of that money don't see the hood. Most of that money don't, ain't going to bring your daddy back in the house. Most of that money ain't going to get you out of prison. Most of that money ain't going ain't to change the trajectory of your life if your mama ain't worth a dime. So how about we focus on things that will count? How about the, that we change the rhetoric? Stop pacifying people. Stop kissing their rear end and start telling people the truth. Start telling people the truth, emboldening, emboldening them. I'm hoping that this billion dollars go to some of the education system. But we'll see. We'll see. But what I tell you what will happen is that we have seen an influx in crime in New York City and other, and other major cities around the country. In New York City, let me make sure I'm reading this right. The violence has gone up dramatically. They had 
They've had 188 shootings this year. We ain't even halfway through the year yet compared to last year where they had only 82 shootings. They've had 100 more shootings this year, halfway through the year than they had in total last year. And let's talk about other cities, like big cities like Philly, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Chicago, or amongst many cities that have a rise in violence just this week alone. In Chicago, 49 new shootings just in the last weekend, this past weekend. I, I don't I don't understand. I, I'm telling you, man, I was seeing way back in the day, there were, there were so much shooting and, and people getting killed in Chicago that their major hospital had to shut down. They... You had to be dying for you to go to the emergency room. They just didn't have enough room. Even if you had a gunshot wound, they couldn't take you in the emergency room because there was people who were, had life-threatening gunshot wounds. They were treating people in the hallway, some of which, some of which they, they couldn't get in the hospital. Completely asinine, man. Completely asinine. But you wanted to divert funds from the police department. Who's going who's gonna to catch these criminals, man? Like, where is that money going to leave? Are you not going to have a, a, a gang unit? Are you not going to have a violent crimes unit? Are you not going to have a homicide unit, aggravated assault unit? Are you not going to have an elder abuse unit? Are you not going to have a mental health unit? Where is money going to get diverted from? Oh, are you not going to pay the officers what they're worth? Oh, so you thought you had bad officers. Now you're going to have a tremendous amount of bad officers, and you're not going to be able to get any new officers in because nobody's going to do this job when you have committed that the city don't give a flying flip about their police officers. I just don't understand why we just let this go. And you know, maybe it's cynical of me. Maybe I'm, I'm burnt out. I can only pray for the people in New York, but I don't care because I don't live in New York. And I feel like that the, the people in New York that, that want this to happen, you're going to get everything you deserve. And, and you're going to get some really bad things happening. And the people who are hurt most aren't the celebrities, aren't the, aren't the mayor. The mayor ain't going ain't to care. The governor don't care. New York state governor do not care. They're not, they don't have to care. They live in a beautiful gated community. They probably have private security. You know who's going to suffer the most? This 188 shooting victims that we've seen 100%. I mean, I, I can just do the math. They're halfway through the year and they're already doubled the numbers. So they're up. 200% in their shootings. They're up 200% in shootings, if my math is correct. People who are in the inner city that they claim they're going to throw money at, these are the people that need the police the most. These are the people that are going to be harmed the most. I don't understand why law and order is not a part of making the communities better. I just wish that police would just stop working. I wish they would just stop answering calls for 48 hours straight. Every police officer in the entire country, stop answering calls for service for 40 hours, 48 hours straight and see how the city fare. Hope you got a gun. I, ho I hope you got your own firearm to protect your own house because my God, there are criminals out here ready to pillage you. The only reason your ex, some of these crazy people that you know ain't, kill ain't killed you already is because they don't want to go to jail. They don't want to get caught. But if you have an inadequate police department that can't investigate these crimes like they should, the person that you think will try to kill you, they're probably going to try to kill you. And I'm not just trying to scare you. I'm just telling you how criminals work. 
And if somebody wanted to take you out a long time ago and they know that the police department cannot do an adequate investigation because they diverted a billion dollars away from the police department and the police officer stopped caring, what do you think gonna happen to you? The criminals ain't gonna back down and say, oh, you know, I have compassion. Uh, you know, they cut the budget of police officers. Maybe we shouldn't commit as many crimes, you know? Maybe we should cut our criminal activity in half. Poor police officers. That's not what they're gonna do. They're gonna go even harder. They're gonna be more emboldened. And if you ain't see, if these numbers ain't showing you that criminal activity in this country has gone up dramatically, and, and I hope you're not dumb enough to think this through osmosis, it's the it's the demonization of law enforcement, it's the lack of proactive policing, it's the lack of community policing. Are you gonna cut the community policing from the police department with your billion dollar budget that you're cutting? I mean, these are the things that are questions that people need to ask and that need to be answered from your public officials. And they're doing it in Tucson. I bet they're coward enough to do it in Phoenix. Cutting the police budget does nothing positive for the community. It does nothing. You need to cut the salaries of some of these politicians. You need to cut the transit system budget. You need to cut monument budget. They got places where they build something on the, on the side of the freeway. I got about 30 seconds left. They build stuff on the side of the freeway, a million dollar statue that they just built on the side of the freeway. Why don't you stop doing all this stupid stuff with the city's money and go in, invest it into doing something positive that makes sense instead of cutting the police department? Anyway, you listen to the Brandon Tatum Show. One more segment left. Make sure you hold the phone. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. This is my final show, final segment. So if you are listening, uh, I just, I mean, every segment, I just want to give a quick thank you, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for everybody who advocated for me to have more time on the radio and all of the great things that you guys said about me. Uh, thank you very much. You still can find me on all my social media at the Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum. But let me say, uh, I guess, my final thoughts on Donald Trump in politics, because people that watch me know that I'm a pro-Trump conservative who happened to be black. I live in America. I don't believe in white privilege and all of that fake stuff that they're pushing out here. I don't believe in systemic racism, which is all made up BS from politicians that need your vote every election season. They will never tell you the truth. They're always going to lie to you because they need to lie to you to get your vote. If they told you the truth, you probably wouldn't vote for them. If they told you their real track record, they have really done nothing but funnel money, make 200000 a year, 300000 400000 a year, make dirty deals behind the scenes while your communities crash and burn. I mean, let's get to Trump, because I want to talk about Trump. I'll go on a tangent. President Trump, I believe, has been one of the best presidents in United States history based on what he has accomplished. I don't care about his tweets. I don't care what you think about his tweets, his character, who he sleep with at night. I don't care. I want results. And one of the biggest accomplishments that President Trump has done in my personal life is that I'm a business owner. I'm a CEO of multiple companies. And I love the fact that I don't have to pay 30-something percent, 37 percent taxes on my revenue, on the income that I generate. Because I I generate resources for people. I generate things that people want to buy. I change people's lives. 
And because of that, the government shouldn't get 37 percent, 38 percent of my income to do what with it, to waste it on fake investigations. Come on, man, to make promises they never keep. To 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 make a uh, LGBTQ intersection in the city. Is that what you is that where my money's going? Well, I don't I don't want my money to go to that place. Let me keep more of my money and then I can give give it to the places that I want to give it to. I can give it to the church. I can do stuff for the homeless and I don't have to wait for the city to do something for homeless people in this state, in this country. I mean, this is is very simple mathematics. The president has done more for black Americans than any other president. HBCUs. He's given more money to HBCUs than Barack Obama ever dreamed of. And now HBCU presidents, historically black colleges and university presidents don't have to beg every year for financial support. President Trump wrote it in a law that they'll get a consistent amount and he raised the amount that they would get. President Trump, opportunity zones, $100 billion of investments in opportunity zones, majority of them are minority communities that are already getting the money and already thriving. Let's talk about the First Step Act. It's the first step of many new legislations um, that are being passed to help people and get them out of prison early if they are... um, I won't say victims because you should you had no business doing what you're doing in the first place. But if you're a changed person and you were committing nonviolent crimes in the past that we now have decriminalized to a certain degree, then you can have an opportunity to get out and not recidivate. That's things that President Trump is doing. Securing our southern border, 200 and some miles of border wall on our southern border. Eliminating drugs from coming in into the state, eliminate sex trafficking, which nobody want to talk about sex trafficking. And the rapes and pillaging of innocent Mexican people and people from South America who are trying to come to this country for a better opportunity. He's eliminated the the exploitation of those things. He's trying to at least. Other people wouldn't. They get on TV and talk about it. Barack Obama was the deporter in chief. He deported more people than any president in history combined. Nobody says anything about it because he's black. But President Trump has done a tremendous job on the border. Tremendous job with trade. I think the reason why this COVID is so prolific because we were killing China financially and all of a sudden the COVID virus come out and they only reported 3000 people that have died in there. And that's where the outbreak happened. Uh, uh-huh. Sure. Then they, then they open up their company and then they selling us goods and selling us masks and all kind of stuff. It, I can't believe we got duped like this. That's the only thing that I dislike about what president Trump has done. He let them fool us, let them trick us and, and destroy our, economy with this COVID BS. But other than that, I think the president has done a tremendous job. I believe he's going to win 2020 landslide. He's going to win landslide. Don't let these people lie to you about these polls. They said the same thing about Hillary. Hillary was by far a stronger candidate than Joe Biden. Joe Biden can't even remember where he at half of the time. Hillary was a crook and that's what got her in trouble. Joe Biden is a crook and that's what's going to get him in trouble. Joe Biden got accusations from women like they claim Trump does. So does Joe Biden. Joe Biden worked for an administration under Barack Obama that people just didn't want anymore. That's why they voted for Trump. And you're going to bring that back to the White House? No, people people are not going for it. Joe Biden don't have any backbone or integrity. We never see him speak up. He's always forgetting what he's saying. And he can't put together a rally that can get more people than, than I can get if I got a bullhorn and start yelling outside in front of my house. He's not a strong candidate. He will not lead the country in the right direction. These Democrats want to raise taxes. They want you to pay a buttload of taxes while they get richer, while they do dirty deals behind the scene, and they're never going to accomplish anything for you. 
Here's the question you should ask politicians on both sides, whether Republican or Democrat. Why are you supporting Black Lives Matter and claiming that we're out here struggling in our country for equality for people? What, what have you been doing this whole time? You've been in politics 40, 50 years. What have y'all been doing? If all of a sudden you need to now acknowledge black lives, what have you been doing the whole, this whole time? Not acknowledging black lives? Why should we vote for you again? Why should we vote for a Democrat or a Republican? You better prove yourself to the people. And Democrats are uniquely evil. Look at, the, look at the governor. Look at the mayor of Phoenix. Look at how stupid some of these people are, have been acting. Look at the governor of, let me look at the mayor, not the governor, but the mayor of Tucson. Look at the police chief. Look at these idiots that you've seen on TV, acting a fool, doing nothing for the city, causing all kinds of problems, looking, the, listen, they letting people go out and protest on a day-to-day -day basis, didn't say nothing about COVID. And now all of a sudden you want to go to a Trump rally. You want to open up your business and feed your doggone family. And now they want to say you got to stay at home and they arrest you. If you dare go out without a mask on. I got a minute left. If you like what you hear from B Tatum and you're sad about the show ending, just visit me on social media. Visit me on social media. Uh, keep listening to KTAR. They have great people, great staff. Everybody's been tremendously good from the top all the way down to the janitor has been nothing but respectful to me. I, I'm forever indebted to KTR for giving my first opportunity on the radio. So I want y'all to give them a round of applause. Give them a thank you. Send them emails telling them how much you enjoyed them. Giving somebody an opportunity. Giving a minority an opportunity. A black man. All this racism that y'all claim going around. They gave a black man his own radio show on the weekend. Unfettered. Anyway, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all be safe. Keep holding the line, man. I'm out. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.